Hey there, and welcome to the Creative Gene Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Richardson. This is where we talk about all things songwriting, from lyrics to melodies and everything in between. My only hope is that after listening to this podcast that you would feel inspired to go out and write your own songs and flex that creativity that you have, because I know it's there. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, and we're back with another episode. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Today's guest is very special. She's very sweet and super talented. Um, Please welcome Rebecca Lynn. How are you? I'm good. Thank you, Megan. How are you? I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm so glad that we're in 2021 now. I know, (laughs) right? Yeah, it's been pretty crazy. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, why don't you introduce yourself? I know that I met you through a mutual friend um, last year yeah. before COVID, last yeah. Christmas time. And like, I remember you playing Christmas carols on your guitar <laughs> and singing and it was just so fun. Yeah. So yeah, my name's Rebecca Lynn uh, and I have been mostly writing this year. Uh, I actually, okay. you know, 2020 was terrible for everyone, especially artists. Um, and, you know, I had a bunch of gigs scheduled this summer mostly, and they were all canceled, of course. Um, Mm -hmm. and so, uh, you know, live entertainment, when you can't rely on that, you got to try and focus on recording, um, and technological, you know, getting your stuff out there to people. So I've actually had a really good year of growth, uh, with writing. Hmm. So nice. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, so we're going to ask you some questions just to like get to know you better as a songwriter. So um, how did you first get into songwriting? Yeah, uh, I got into songwriting. I would say I first started when I taught myself the guitar um, okay. when I was like 12 years old. I had played the piano okay. off and on as a child, but it never really mm-hmm. stuck. And then I just picked up a guitar at 12 uh, and it just kind of took off from there. Uh, I'd say I really couldn't write a good song though for about another three years. Really? Yeah. I think it took a lot of, um, just getting used to like chord progressions and how they sound in your head and everything, Mm -hmm. you know, before the melodies started popping in. So, so then like, how did you, um, kind of like overcome that, that gap from like not writing songs? Yeah. I mean, I just, you know, my dad suggested just do as many covers as you can, you know, just learn, okay. you know, play yeah. as many songs as you can. And then I think I read a thing the other day that like all music is really borrowed at this point because there's only so <laughs> many chord progressions and there's only so many notes, um, on right. the scale. And so, you know, if you listen to a lot of songs, they sound very similar Mm -hmm. to one another. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, but yeah, once I started learning other people's songs, my own melodies came from that. So. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. We love that. Yeah. (laughs) So what style do you like to write in? What's your genre? Uh, I'd say my genre probably... It's very tough to say because I do country, you know, of course, I moved to Nashville from New Jersey um, two Uh years ago. And so that's what my goal was. But Mm -hmm. as I've gotten more into it, I've kind of realized that I'm more like a soft country, uh, like Colby Calais, that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. 
So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Yeah. Like the so ac- country, like acoustic. the acoustic type of. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So what do you like to write about? What's your favorite topics? Uh, you know, that's, it's funny. A lot of people ask me that. They ask me two questions. <laughs> They're like two, two most popular questions are like, oh, do you come up with the music first or the words first? And then, you yeah. know, the other question is, what do you know what to write about? So, right. um, that's a really good question. <laughs> Basically, I just write about, sometimes I write a song, you know, about a breakup, even if I haven't mm-hmm. been through a breakup, you know? I'll okay. just like yeah. make up a situation out of thin air. It's like kind of about being creative, you know? Um, yeah. And then sometimes, you know, I'll write a song that's actually happening, you know, in my life mm-hmm. and that's personal. Uh, so it's, it's a very weird process. This is also like my first interview ever. So if I'm oh, <laughs> that's so nice. Yeah. I'm so glad I was the first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... Awesome. That's great. So tell me a little bit about your creative process. How do you initially approach writing a song? Uh, yeah. So I usually sit down, you know, I'll be, I practice every day, you know, like two, three hours mm-hmm. a day, um, mostly covers and stuff. Cause I play, mm-hmm. try to play on Broadway and stuff like that. Um, you know, that's all they want to hear over there is covers, the tourists and all. But, um, you know, every once in a while, I'd say probably like once or twice a week, inspiration really hits to write a song. So then I already have my guitar out and I'll be like, oh, you know, this melody has been floating around in my head for a while. And so, um, then I'll like start playing it, you know, I'll figure out what chords it is. Sometimes that's the mm-hmm. funny thing, too, is it's frustrating. The melody, I won't know how to play it, and I'll be, like, trying to figure out how to play oh, it yes. on the guitar. Yes. So um, I figure out how to play it, and then um, from there, usually the words come. Although I got to say, okay. a lot of songwriters I've met, the more people I write with in Nashville, and that's huge, too. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, I started co-writing a bunch. Because, oh, nice. yeah, because in Nashville, that's like something that people really embrace here, you know? It I, is. I, I oh, yeah, that. for sure. Everybody, I, everybody yeah. co-writes in Nashville. Yeah. yeah. And I love it. <laughs> I love, because I love bouncing ideas off of other people and everything. Uh-huh. Um, and so I always say there's no I in team. So if you work as a team. That's true. <laughs> you get some good yeah. stuff coming out of that. So, uh, but yeah, so, but usually if I'm just writing by myself, I'll have the music pop into my head. And I won't have words necessarily. I'm not the best lyricist, mm-hmm. but um, I'd say I'm more strong with writing music so mm-hmm. and composing, that kind of thing. So then mm-hmm. what I'll do is I'll record it um, in my phone. I have a ton of, like, voice memos. Like, if you just scroll through, like, my friend, <laughs> <laughs> my friend stole my phone the other day. And she was, like, going through my phone. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you have, like, a thousand voice memos in here. I'm like, I know. <laughs> And they're all titled, you know, silly stuff, idea number one, you know, idea about, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And it's just mostly me talking to myself and like to remind myself when I hear it, like, okay, Rebecca, it's going to be in the key of G and these are the chords and this is the melody, you know. Okay. And then, so what I've done now recently is just coming back whenever I have a dry spell and I can't think of something, I'll go back Mm -hmm. and listen to what I have. And then um, I'll think of words for that. So, Ah, yeah, so that's great. Like just recently, I had a really good co-write with my friend Hannah Franklin. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's uh, I don't think I have. Okay. Although she sounds familiar, though. I don't know. 
<laughs> she's Maybe a I really <laughs> yeah, she's a really sweet girl. She's awesome. Yeah. And she's new to, yeah. you know, music and songwriting too. Uh, but we wrote a song called Best We Can. Uh, hmm. and I haven't released it yet. It's about world peace and just like everyone trying yeah. to love each other and everything. And we wanted to write a song like that because of course with the year we had, um, right. Yeah. We th- that thought that would be a good hit. So, uh, <laughs> but I had this melody that was like literally two years old. Um, and it mm-hmm. was, I had way back in my voice memos, I pulled it up and I'm like, this is a good melody. I feel like for a song about world peace. And so I played yeah. it and she doesn't play any instruments. So, you know, of course I played it okay. on the guitar and everything and she mm-hmm. came up with some killer lyrics for it. And so oh. that's how we wrote it. Yeah. And that's usually what I do. That's so, um, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I just love how songs come together that way. Yeah. You know, you just pull up something that you've had for years and then just make something new from it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So what would you say is um, your favorite aspect of songwriting? Um, I really love the fact that um, you can just kind of convey, like it's almost like an escape, you know, from mm-hmm. like if you're having like going through a hard time or something, it's a really good way to let out your feelings. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's almost therapeutic for me, kind of like journaling mm-hmm. is for some people and like writing in your diary or whatever. Um, yeah. I don't actually keep a diary, but <laughs> so my songs are kind of like my diary. Um, and yeah. So, so I like nice. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now we're going to move into our lyric of the week segment. And this is where I will pull a lyric from one of your songs and have you kind of give more insight about it. Okay. You ready? Awesome. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So the lyric that I pulled or the song that I pulled from is called Take Me Back. Um, It's 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 on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't. um, It's funny. I'll just side side segue for a second yeah I haven't uh recorded anything professionally and released it yet Uh um because a it's very expensive you know here in Nashville and so I was saving up for it this whole time I've been here essentially working you know serving waiting tables you know doing everything I can to save up money and uh then I lost it all when COVID hit and uh, I was mm-hmm. out of job for three months. So recently, <laughs> I've spent the past summer and everything saving up money. Um, and oh, nice. then uh, the restaurant I work at blew up in the bombing the other day. Oh, right? So, That's so sad. Yeah. Uh. So, but it's okay because I'm actually grateful that no one was hurt, one thing. Mm-hmm. And yeah. two, that it gives me an opportunity now. Oh, sorry. I just dropped my phone. <laughs> <You're okay. laughs> gives me an opportunity to work more on my music um yeah I kind of just got caught up in the money part of it and I wasn't really focusing much more on the creative side Mm -hmm. so um Mm -hmm. but anyway yes so I don't have anything professionally up on Spotify or iTunes yet but I am probably hoping to release an EP a five song EP I'm working with a producer now um, and now that I finally have the funds <laughs> and, uh, probably be coming out like June or so. So, and take oh, me back. Exciting. will probably be on that. Yeah. Will it? Okay. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Totally. So, so yeah. So you were asking about the song. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about like the first verse. Well, first of all, I really love how like the storytelling in the song, how like each verse is like a different layer of the story and it like progresses and like I I really love it it's great 
Um, so I'm going to talk about the first verse. So the first verse goes, little girl, about eight years old, daddy wakes her up one morning so early. She looks up at him and says, why do I have to get up now? <laughs> they go down to the beach to watch that beautiful sunrise. He looks over at her and says, one day you're going to look back and say, take me back to a time where life was fun. Take me back to see that rising sun. That was... I love the story. <laughs> Thank it was you. so good. Yeah. And then it kind of like goes into like she she becomes like a teenager, right? And then um the third verse is like when she's like a lot older and her dad like dies or something, right? Yeah. So it's loosely based when I first wrote that song, everyone thought my dad died. <laughs> like they thought it was like true to life exactly about my life. Yeah. And <laughs> it's based loosely on my life, but it's not my dad is alive and well. So basically, um, take me back. I wrote a long time ago and it's funny that it's stuck as kind of one of my most requested songs when I play a show, mm -hmm. if a fan knows it, you mm -hmm. know, and yeah. it's the only song I've written that's really like stuck. And I think it's because okay. it tells such a relatable story for people. Mm -hmm. Um, but I wrote it back when I was in high school, um, and I'm 23 now. So, okay. so about five years old, um, but when I was writing it, my grandfather had passed away. And so we were driving down to Georgia uh, from New Jersey, mm -hmm. which is a long drive. We were driving down yeah. to go to my grandfather's funeral. And my dad was uh, kind of broken up about it, you know, really sad. And all. it was his last parent to pass. Mm -hmm. So he was really sad uh, about yeah. it. And uh, he was just talking about all the memories he had. And he's like, I wish, you know, I had treasured the time more I had with him, you know, mm -hmm. as everyone yeah. says, you know, when they lose a loved one. Yeah. And so I was sitting in the RV on the couch and I was like, you know what? <laughs> my parents were up front driving. I got my guitar out and I'm like, I have a melody that I came up with like a year ago and it was on my voice memos and I pulled it up and this whole story just kind of came out. Uh, mm -hmm. the beach part in the, in the take me back to see that rising sun, that whole motif, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's actually based on my life. That's a true story. Um, my dad, I remember okay. my best memory of him is we used to go down to the Jersey shore every summer and we had our RV oh. and we would camp yeah. out on the campground right by the beach. And it was so much fun mm -hmm. as a kid, you know, to do that. Yeah. And, uh, but every summer he'd be like, okay, we're going to get up at five in the morning and go watch the sunrise on the beach. <laughs> and my mom, you know, does not like to be disturbed. She likes to sleep in. Yeah. So yeah. we were, we would leave her in the RV sleeping and he would drag me out of bed and take me to the beach. And it was, <laughs> and it was nice. It was always beautiful. It was always mm -hmm. pretty. We got a bunch of really good pictures and videos, which we still have, yeah. you know? And, uh, but I just never as a kid really appreciated it. Um, mm -hmm. and just that time I had with him, you know, that was just kind of like daddy daughter yeah. time. And, yeah. uh, so I, uh, thought about that as we were going down the road to my granddad's funeral. And I'm like, I'm going to use that as like the motif. And oh, nice. yeah. And I was like, I'm going to follow this girl through me, but also any other girl or son or child mm -hmm. and through childhood yeah. and then through when they're leaving. Um, cause that's very true too. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was 18, I'm like, I'm ready mm -hmm. to get out, you know? <laughs> and like, <laughs> I was, I was ready. And I went to college up in yeah. Connecticut three hours away. And I was like, bye guys, peace out. Um, and then I realized, you know, as you get older into your twenties and everything, uh, right. it just kind of 
hits you that like, wow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's almost like the song's lyrics are catching up with me. Um, it's funny. I wrote it <laughs> before that period when I was like 16 years yeah. old, but now it's, I'm starting to understand my own lyrics more. <laughs> so if that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, and then the song ends, you know, where the girl is married, she has a family of her own, you know, I, the mm-hmm. lyrics say big old house. Um, Mm -hmm. and the kids and everything she has. And then she gets the call that her father dies. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, I obviously hope that doesn't happen to me for a long, long time. Right. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, and so, you know, that's kind of a way to kind of tie it all together. Um, you know, about just how much she appreciated that time with her father and everything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, the message basically is to just not take it for granted, not take life for granted not take your family mm-hmm. for granted. Um, and that's normally, you know, it's funny. I get a lot of uh, feedback and clapback from the naysayers and the haters and all, <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know, you got to write songs about beer and country girls and tailgating oh, and, yeah. you know, whatever, yeah. all the stuff that everyone sings about in country music. <laughs> and, uh, and that's great. You know, I love that stuff. It's fun. But my mm-hmm. songs, I feel like I just, I got to stay true to myself. And the songs I enjoy writing most are songs that like really hit home, that are deep. Yeah. I always yep. say I'm kind of like a sad song singer because like I love just <laughs> playing slow, sad songs. Like that's like my favorite uh-huh. thing to do in the world. <laughs> and people ask me, they're like, are you depressed? Like what's going on, Rebecca? Why do you always write <laughs> sad songs? <laughs> And I'm like, no, I'm like the happiest person in the world, but I just, I don't know. It's, I guess it goes with my voice style or whatever. It's just what I feel. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I feel like sadness is just an easy emotion to tap into, especially as like songwriters. Yeah. We can just, because it's such a strong emotion right? and we love to feel things and we love to portray emotion in our songs. I think kind of just sad songs are just an easy go-to yeah definitely yeah and that's something too I struggle with you know um is Mm -hmm. like I excel at tapping into that emotion but um and I have actually written a couple like funny upbeat songs and stuff um yeah like I have this one (laughs) song I also wrote in high school it's called the karma song um I don't know if it's up on YouTube or not but it might be on my SoundCloud if you want to check that out um, okay. And, uh, I have a SoundCloud too, and I have more on there, but, uh, and it's funny. It's like a true story that's based off this bully that bullied me and my friend and everything in high school, <laughs> but it's like, karma's going to get you back. Like that's like the whole theme <laughs> of the song, but it's like yeah. an upbeat song. And I actually recently uh-huh. played it, um, at Tootsie's about a year ago with a full band and okay. it was so cool playing it with a full band for the first time because it was like the violins, like she just shredded right. it and like it was like a yeah. whole like. And so that was really cool, you know, playing an upbeat song and really letting loose, you know, for the first time. Yeah. Um. So I, I do that, but I don't know. <laughs> I like I like <laughs> me a good old tearjerker. So that's oh, good. of course. <laughs> Absolutely. Good. Yeah, that's great. Well, we're going to go into our topic for the day. And today's topic is publishing and copyright. Okay, my favorite topic. Yes. Uh It's it's actually seriously. Yeah, it is. Is it really? Nice. Uh, 
It's very important. I always tell like all like the new people I write with that are even newer than I am, you know, starting out and all. And even some of the really experienced writers, you know, I didn't know this even until I went to college. I majored in music industry Mm -hmm. and I learned about it. Mm -hmm. It's very important to copyright your music. It is. Oh my goodness. It's so important. Yeah, no, I've also taken quite a few, um, music business classes so okay very cool it's extremely important that's why we're talking about it today yeah Yeah. so why is it important to copyright your songs uh the biggest main reason is because obviously if someone like i said most music has all the same chord progressions very similar Mm -hmm. you know and Mm -hmm. it's a very fine line when you're writing a song i'm even guilty of it myself you know i'll come Mm -hmm. up with a great melody and I'll be like, wow, this is awesome. And then I'll like think mm-hmm. a day on it and be like, wait, that's already a song, <laughs> you know. <And laughs> yeah. I can't. So I have this thing I do where as soon as I write a song, I call my parents up. I call my best friends up, anyone I can trust, you know, their opinion. And I sing the song yeah. to them. And I'm like, does this sound familiar to you in any way? You know, because I want to make sure I don't steal another <laughs> artist's song because I know how hard it yeah. is as an artist to come up with a good yes. song. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, but a lot of artists do not do that. Um, And I'm sure, you know, you heard about the Katy Perry case that was all over the place. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a good thing he had copyrighted that song, that Christian artist. Right. Because because of that, he won um, his case. And like Mm -hmm. a lot of times people say artists I write with they'll be like oh like it's okay we have it recorded on our phone that's a good enough copyright and I'm like no it has to be like legally like in the government (laughs) system like you know so you can you know whip it out to a judge and be like here you go this is what so um but it's a very fine line um trying to come up with original music and not steal someone else's music so yeah um, it is no that's good and like I believe um a song is still copyrighted like when you record it on your phone because it's in like a tangible format it is but yeah once you register it through the library of congress like that's that holds up in court better which is what you were saying right it does yeah mm-hmm. um you know and obviously like sometimes I'll write a song right before like a show yeah and I'll like go yeah. and sing it and, uh, <laughs> like I actually did this week, I went to a songwriting okay. round at, yeah. uh, 404 Barn Grill. I don't know if you've ever heard of that bar, but it's a really mm-hmm. cool, I have, yeah. yeah, place and they have rounds and stuff. But yeah, I like sat down and I like had this song I had just written and I did not copyright it, um, before I went, but I had it recorded on my phone. So I was like, you know, I doubt someone's going to run home and steal my song. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was a little nervous about it because it was like, oh, you know, but then I went home yeah. and I copyrighted it. So it was all <laughs> it was all good. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So then let's talk about the process of like copywriting songs. Yeah. So what do, what do we do? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. So um, what I do basically is you go on copyright.gov. Uh, yes. So website. And a lot of people don't even know that exists, you know, and I'm like, yeah, it's no. super simple. Just copyright.gov. Um, it is a little, you know, tricky, the logistics, because they make it, you know, super wordy right. and more complicated than they, it needs to they be. Do. Yeah. But um, yeah, and you just go on. And I actually messed up the first year or so I was copywriting. 
Uh, I hmm. learned this, and there's two different files you can file a song under. Um, you can file it as a sound recording or as a work of performing art, um, a WPA, they call it. And uh, mm-hmm. I learned this in college, and that's I'm so glad I went to college and learned this because right, I would have been yeah. filing my songs wrong all these years. Um, and basically, a sound recording is when you have the finished, final, like, copy. Yes. The master yep. copy of a song. It's in the studio. It's released. It's out there. Mm-hmm. You know, then you mm-hmm. register that, um, which is what I'll do, you know, when I come out with my EP and everything. But the work of performing art is what's important. And that's the song itself. Yes. That's the song. Yep. So, yeah. And that's you upload the lyrics or chords or whatever you have um, for the music. And then also a recording. Um, but usually it's just like, you know, a rough recording just so. They get the yeah. gist of what the song sounds like, right. you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the process. Basically, it's super simple <laughs> though. Just uh, yeah. For anyone listening, though, you know, just uh, be sure if you're just registering the song itself, uh, do it under mm-hmm. work of performing art, not a sound yeah. recording. Yeah. That's it. Yes, that's <laughs> the main difference. Yeah. <laughs> but if you have like a record or something that like you want to copyright the actual well not like the recording yeah so like the production and all that stuff then do the sound recording but if you just want the song then yeah performing arts right right yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's so cool um so let's talk about publishing um what's your experience with that publishing yeah so uh, i don't have a ton of experience with publishing um because i haven't you know been like you know signed a publishing deal yet or anything you know yeah yeah. so um and none of my music's really like published officially Mm -hmm. um you know Mm -hmm. so that's a thing (laughs) but you know (laughs) I'm sure once I you know get my EP out there and I start you know yeah building myself more as an artist um I am a member of ASCAP um and so I register all my songs there so I get the performing you know credit Mm -hmm. and everything anytime it's played live or whatever so but yeah publishing itself I really don't know much about Um, (laughs) so no I think you did touch on like the PROs um so you said you're registered with ASCAP so I think that that is part of publishing because um when your song is performed then you get royalties for that right um you get royalties through the PRO and since like you're not signed to a publishing deal, you would get both the writer's share and the publisher's share of the royalties. Yeah. So I actually had to register under both as like my own publishing company, quote unquote. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And for those that are listening and they kind of don't know what we're talking about at this point, um, whenever a, a song gets royalties um it's split in half so it's split into the songwriters or the writer's share and then the publisher's share and if you're assigned to a publisher and you have a publishing deal then the publisher gets the publishing share and you as the writer get the writing share but if you don't have a publisher and you're your own publisher then you get all of it essentially both halves right right Right? yeah and then if you're co-writing, though, then that's split even more. So it's like 
it's split in half and then your half gets split in half yeah. because that's your songwriters and publishing share. And then their half gets split in half if they have a publisher. So it gets very confusing. <laughs> it, it does. And, you know, that's the biggest thing for me. And a lot of artists have yeah. this issue is the right. business side. They're just not too savvy yeah. on. Um, I actually dropped right. out of yeah. the college program I was in after a year and a half and I moved down to Nashville. Okay. Um, but the reason I did that is because I realized I didn't really have like the business aptitude for that. Uh-huh. And I didn't yeah. want to get a job just like, you know, at a desk job at right. CMT or yeah. something. You know, I wanted to be the performer, <laughs> the artist. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm definitely more of a right brained person. <laughs> My dad always teases <laughs> me. He's a chemical engineer, you know, he's left brained and he's like, Oh yeah. Like so methodical about everything. But I feel like a lot of artists just want to jump to, they have an awesome song, they want to get out there, you know. Right. And they don't really want to focus on the technicalities, you know. That's true, yeah. And so I definitely, like, eventually I'm hoping once I don't have to, like, do this DIY thing, you know, um, as an Mm -hmm. artist for very long, I'm hoping once I get a couple EPs out there, you know, um, and I start singing more shows, you know, promoting those EPs mm-hmm. and everything, I'll be able to find like a good manager or a good, you know, yeah. even independent label just to back me up, you know, to, cause I'd rather leave all that stuff to them. I know. It's <laughs> figured out myself. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. It's confusing. Yeah. I know. It's my goodness. Yeah. Um, I forget. Are you an but artist? I guess we can. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, are you an artist? Um, too, or? No. I'm not really an artist. Oh, I'm more okay. just a songwriter. <laughs> okay. Hey, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You sound like you know exactly what you're doing. So that's awesome. I mean, I'm just very fascinated by like the music business, like the business side of it. Like okay. I'm, it's really interesting to me. So. Okay. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should team up. And of course, up. songwriting. Can be my business manager. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, I would be down for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Um, So let's talk about, like, I guess the royalties, like mechanical royalties. Yeah. Um, That's when someone else records your song. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Um, And that's pretty cool. Um, I actually, mm-hmm. you know, have a couple songs that I've written um, that I feel like would okay. be good with other artists. Um, yeah. But I'm kind of new. I've never done like the actual pitching process and like I'm not right, really sure yeah. as to how to go about that other than if like you already had a label behind you, they'd be able to set that up. But mm-hmm. um, just as an independent artist, it's very hard to get your songs heard by bigger yeah. names. Um, yeah. And so I'm sure, you know, especially as a sole songwriter, you know, um, that's your main objective. Get your songs played by other people exactly and yeah uh, that's hard to do um especially when you're first starting out but right, uh, yeah so unfortunately I can't offer a lot of insight into that because no that's good I've <laughs> done that myself but hopefully soon yeah I'd love to be like Dolly Parton sell my song to Whitney yep. Houston <laughs> like man, <laughs> you know she's con- collecting royalties for that man, oh my goodness time. I know uh, yeah 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 i know um sorry yeah but basically like no you're good (laughs) um mechanical royalties is yeah when someone else records 
their song and they put it on their project and then every time their song or the song that they recorded of yours is downloaded you get like a percentage of that so yeah. if you were signed to a publishing company the publishing company would be in charge of keeping track of the royalties and like how paying you your share right. um also like a publishing company i they pitch they pitch songs to artists as well if okay. you're signed to like a, a regular deal there right. there are other deals too like yeah like an admin deal where they just handle the royalties but if you're signed to just like a normal publishing deal they would they would do that yeah yeah so i'm <laughs> hoping i can do that um yeah is that something you want to do uh yes i would love to get signed to um i'm sure you know that's every artist what they would say yeah but uh you know because I, I like the do-it-yourself thing it's fun mm-hmm. but yeah um I don't know. I'd rather have more time to energy to focus on the creative side, you know? That's that's a lot of people um, that yeah. I've talked to. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, so what advice would you give to songwriters who want to get a publishing deal? What would you suggest for them to start doing? Uh... <laughs> I mean, do what I'm doing, you know, um, and what I see mm-hmm. everyone else is doing, all the independent artists, you know, I play with yeah. every week and everything, you know, just uh, get out to as many songwriting rounds as possible. That's the biggest thing. Yes. Because this is, is so kind good. of a foreign concept to a lot of people. Like I have friends in New York yeah. and LA that write and they don't do like rounds yeah. and stuff out there. And they're like, what's a round? Right. Like what? <laughs> right (laughs) and and I'm like yeah it's like where you all sit and you sit in like a line like four of you and you all play your songs one by one um and they're like wow like no one does that out here I'm like yeah so but it's a great way here to get um because you never know who's in the audience I mean um you know someone might be sitting there that is Mm -hmm. like you know and of course the bluebird cafe is really big for that right um yeah I don't know if you've ever been there I haven't been there myself I haven't been in there but no. I've I've driven past it so many times I know exactly where it is yeah but I haven't been in there I'd yeah. love to you know get in the door there somehow sometime coming up here because if I could play my songs there that would be pretty cool but oh my um, goodness yes I know before COVID yeah. they had like an open mic night every Monday but yeah. it was so hard to get in are, are they still Cause, like everybody wanted know. to play there I don't yeah. know if they're still doing it now but I'm pretty sure they're going to start back up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, and just record your own music. Um, obviously, it's like I said, a big mm-hmm. investment. You want to pay someone that is, like, good. You know, you don't want to settle. Yes. I hear a lot of these producers, you know, I've run into a bunch of people. They're amateur producers, yeah. you know. And they don't really know what they're doing. But they'll be like, I'll cut your song for $500. And it's like okay but you know you listen to some of their stuff and you know I hate to you know <laughs> you know bring the gavel I mean, down honest. on anyone but I'll just be honest yeah. yeah it's like not that good quality you know and I'm like I'm kind yeah. of a perfectionist in everything I do and mm-hmm. uh, yeah that's kind of hard too as an artist um because like you know sometimes I'm too hard on myself and I'm like oh but <laughs> yeah um but yeah, so just record the best quality stuff you can. And then I've realized recently, you know, just you need to get a Spotify and you need to Spotify is huge. 
and uh, Apple Music's huge, those two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it is. And uh, it's kind of changed the way the music industry works, like even in the past 10 years. Like it's crazy how much it's mm-hmm. changed um, because yeah. of the digital age and everything. But um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, I guess, my advice, <laughs> you know. Love. That's really good um, advice. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of feel like the blind leading the blind here because I'm like, I'm just starting out too. So. No. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah. No, that's great. And I think you have like a lot of good insight about that because, I mean, you're in Nashville, you're playing rounds, like you're putting yourself out there. And I think that's the first step to getting anywhere right. in this industry, you know? Yeah. And it is so hard too. like, I just want to like say a side note to anyone listening. Cause I know yeah. I would have wanted to hear this when I first moved to Nashville, there are so many people that have like, and I'm not saying this to like make anyone feel bad or anything. Cause it made me a better yeah. person, but that have just tore me down. Like I've played shows where certain booking, you know, people for the venue and stuff would come up to me after the show and like literally laugh at me with other people like and they'd all be talking about me right in front of them yeah and uh you know and like it's and yeah tell me my songs aren't good enough you know and everything and my biggest thing I've learned especially in the past year I'll be honest um with Mm -hmm. all the writing I've been doing is to just stick with your gut you know, I read uh, an interview, mm. an old interview in Rolling Stone from Casey Musgraves the other day, and mm-hmm. uh, it just yeah. somehow came across through my old emails or whatever, and I pulled it up, and she said that her first album, uh, that that merry-go-round song was on and everything, that was a very mm-hmm. controversial song at the time, and country radio and her record label didn't want her to do it, and she felt really good about the song, and she said, I want to do it. And she stuck to her mm. guns and she put her foot down. So she made him release it. And of course it was a huge hit, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. And I read a similar story from Luke Combs, you know, when he was first starting out, everyone was telling him, Oh, your songs are terrible. Um, he laughed. He said, hurricane, you know, that song by him. He uh-huh. said, I'm not going to yeah. mention any names, but a very prominent producer in this town told me that that song would never go anywhere. <laughs> Ooh, and that's so, the tea <laughs> yeah it's the tea so i'm sure that producer's uh kicking himself right now because oh for sure yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah so you never know i always say you know take criticism within reason you know i'm all for constructive criticism yeah yeah but also keep in mind yeah. there's a lot of people in this industry trying to step on other people to get to the top and uh so true yeah. So you just got to keep a good head on your shoulders and try to. <laughs> yep. And look out. Yeah. yeah. And I guess like trust your gut too. Yeah. Because I know like you can meet people and just not really have a good feeling about them. It's hard to explain, but like I've definitely met um, some industry professionals that I just, I didn't feel good like about them. I didn't feel that they had good intentions. And yeah. even though I didn't really know at the time, mm-hmm. it just something told me. Definitely. So yeah, listen to your gut. Yeah, yeah. I've had that same thing so many times. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, like, you know, you just got to keep a stiff upper lip and just, you know, take what they say with a grain of salt. Because, exactly. you know, yes. like someone actually told me, I'll say, like at one of the shows I did, if you want some more tea, they told me Take Me Back was a terrible song. They said it was oh. too long. And they said no one would actually listen to the story and that like it was like... 
too wordy or whatever. And I'm like, but what? that's the whole thing. I wouldn't I shave know. off anything about that song because right. each part is like a story. It builds on the next part. So like, you know, it does. Yeah. I mean, I don't get why they would say that. Like it's, yeah. it's not, in my opinion, I don't think it's wordy. I think it's oh, just, <laughs> enough. yeah, no, it's just enough because each verse has to tell the story but then when you get to the chorus the chorus is short yeah so then it doesn't feel wordy right you know so it's like the verses that portray what's happening and then exactly the chorus yeah and And then the next so i think it's great yeah and i try to that's another thing for songwriters too you know i try and keep all my songs within like the three minute you know three thirty second parameter because that's usually Mm -hmm. all radio stations will play and everything but, mm-hmm. yep. you know, um, Bohemian Rhapsody, you know, one of the biggest songs exactly. in history yeah. is six minutes long. And the yeah. producer actually told Freddie Mercury, you know, the song's too long and he wouldn't record it or whatever. <laughs> so they found another producer and he recorded it and it blew up. So, you know. Yeah. People. No, it's good. I think. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, okay, <laughs> good. No, I was just saying, like, people can tell, like, genuinity i don't know if that's a word but yeah, yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll change it authenticity that's a word but okay. <laughs> <laughs> i make up words all the time but uh, well you're a songwriter yeah yeah <laughs> it makes sense i heard a thing the other day it was like eminem was like talking about how he comes up with words that rhymes with orange like and he'll just like make up words and like change words oh yeah i could see that i could see that yeah so but yeah so you just gotta stick to your guns you do yeah you do absolutely um yeah so like I guess kind of touching back on copywriting do you copyright all your songs or just some that you feel like are gonna are you gonna put on a project or you feel like you're gonna record I copyright any song that I feel I'm gonna play live somewhere that's the biggest tool I use to measure it by because Mm -hmm. I play live a lot more than I record and okay. I'm sure that'll change once I'm, you know, a little more established and yeah. everything and I'm recording and all. Right. But, you know, there's so many times where I've been it around, too. And, like, someone's been like, oh, someone dropped out. You want to sing another two songs? And it's like, yeah, but, oh, wait, I haven't copyrighted this song yet, you know? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I don't want, like, anything to hold me back in the heat of the moment, you know, of mm-hmm. singing a song. So basically every finished song yeah. that I've written I try to copyright. Um, and another tip too, I forgot uh, for anyone listening is try and group your songs together. Cause if you copyright like five at a time or six at a time, it saves so much money. Um, it does. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good tip. So yeah, (laughs) that's what I try and do. I wish I knew that tip. Yeah, no. And I think, but does the song have to not be released yet? I think that's kind of the catch. What do you mean? Like, so like if you had a, a song that was kind of like already on a project and it's already been released yeah then i don't know if you could do the group copyright uh but then if it's like songs that you haven't released yet and they're just kind of in your phone or something then you could do that yeah well i think that's the case i haven't like i said released anything officially all i have is like demos up on youtube and everything so Mm -hmm. yeah um, yeah yeah, I'm so happy you listen to, like, my demos and everything. A lot of people <laughs> don't because, you know, it's just a demo. Of course. So no one wants to listen no. to it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, so 
I don't know, but I am very excited about this EP. Um, it's been a very long awaited thing mm-hmm. that I've been trying to do. Yeah. And so uh, I'm excited. It's finally picking up and running. So I'm excited too. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So do you have like any last thoughts or any last tips for songwriters trying to get into copywriting and all that? Uh, copywriting. Yeah. All that stuff. Well, something really important too about copywriting is whenever you're writing with someone, you want to mm-hmm. clear it up right off the bat, like before you even start yes. writing. That hey, is so good. Yes. Are you cool with copywriting this? And if mm-hmm. so, are you cool with splitting the cost of the copyright? Because that's another thing. Yeah. Legally, yeah. if you just copyright something and like you pay for it all by yourself, technically you own the whole song. Like mm-hmm. someone has to put up money too to like say that's that true. that's their song. Um, yeah. And so I don't put anyone else's name on anything I write with anyone unless they're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's 75 bucks. We'll split it. Like we'll put whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then I put their name on it, you know, and uh, that's great right. too, yeah. because a lot of people I've written with some shady people actually, or I haven't written, I should really? say, <laughs> but like I've been introduced oh. by someone else, you know, someone I didn't know. And I would go to their house and be like, okay, we're going to write. And they're like, oh, I don't copyright my stuff. And I'm like, well, I do, so this isn't going to work <laughs> right. cause I yeah. just, because I know what's going to happen. As soon as you let your yeah. guard down and you let yourself be peer pressured by someone, um, mm-hmm. you're going to write a huge hit, not know it's a hit, yeah. and then they're going to like yep. spin it around and make it a huge hit, and then you're not going to yep. get a cent for it. I know. So, yeah. So that's the biggest yeah. thing. Just, you know, stand your ground. It may make for an awkward situation, you know, <laughs> to just like oh, turn definitely. around and get up and leave <laughs> after walking into someone's house or whatever. But hey, I mean, you know, that's the other thing too is, and I still am very guilty of this myself, of being afraid to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something else you really need to like help yourself get over. Um, I hate to like mm-hmm. say sound like a tough love person or something, but... Um, you know, it's very, very hard and very easy to let yourself, you know, get beaten down Mm -hmm. and everything. But the way I look at it now is like, I've had so many glorious, fantastic, fabulous failures so far. And and I just laugh about them now because like, I know I'm going to have even more failures down the line, but Mm -hmm. from all that failure, you know, something good is going to come of that. So Oh, that's great. I think. I mean, wow, I, that's, I believe that. So <laughs> I don't know. That is such a good perspective to have. Yeah. It's such a yeah. positive, optimistic perspective. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I know. We need a little more optimism after 2020. We do. So. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, my friend was joking the other day. She's like, you know, honestly, nothing would like surprise me now. Like a swarm of locusts. You I know, know right? like I feel that way too. anything, a nuclear bomb wouldn't surprise me. Like it's just like, <laughs> cause you got the killer wasps, you've got COVID, right? you've got the new strain of COVID now. Do you hear about that? Oh, that's going to be I did, fun. Yeah. yeah so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. But like what happened to the killer hornets? Like, I feel like that's a plot hole in 2020. Like we never saw any. <laughs> I, well, I didn't see any, but my friend actually up in New Jersey took a picture of one on their porch. They found oh, one. Oh, really? And they, uh, killed it. Um, they killed it with a dart gun. <laughs> it was, a, it was oh. huge. 
but like their friend their neighbor had like a dart gun or whatever so uh-huh. yeah. they brought it over and they shot it and it still didn't die they had to like spray it with like wasp spray on top of the dart gun i'm like how is it See, not dead i no <laughs> no <laughs> i would have i would have passed out I know. <laughs> yeah me too me too i am not a fan of wasps or bees so oh gosh no yeah oh (laughs) well thank you for coming on yes this was really fun i feel like at first i was a little tense but i feel like hopefully i loosened up a little (laughs) throughout the interview oh you did great yeah yeah (laughs) thanks yeah Yeah. so where can we find your music like youtube and soundcloud you said soundcloud uh yeah if you look up rebecca lynn um l-y-n-n-e that's something i always specify too is because everyone i i did an open mic the other night and the girl wrote down my name is rebecca l-y-n-n i'm like no it's Uh, nope Nope. so um but (laughs) yeah oh there's my dog She's barking. She was good for this whole interview, and now she's going to bark. So. Oh, you're good. Um, but yeah, you can follow my music. The biggest thing I would say for anyone listening is try and follow me on Instagram if you can. My Instagram is uh, Rebecca yeah. Lynn Official um, with an E. So R-E-B-E-C-C-A-L-Y-N-N-E Official, um, all one word. And yeah, because that's where I'm going to be posting once my um, EP comes out and everything. I'm going to be posting okay. all about yeah. that. Um, so yeah. So thanks guys. Thank you for anyone listening. Um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, and thank you so much for having me, Megan. This has been awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to come on and do it. Yeah. It's so good talking to you. Yeah, you too. Yeah. Um, Like I said, this is my first interview ever. So, (laughs) so, uh, oh, we love it. We love it. Love the authenticity. (laughs) Thanks. Yep, I'm always authentic. I try to be. That's good. It's a great rule to live by. Yeah. Always be authentic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I'll talk to you later then. Alrighty. Alright. Alrighty. Bye. Bye. <laughs>